is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's Adam, Dave, and Jamie. Wow, what an exciting Thursday night game. What a great day to talk football. Welcome to the Friday show. And I am pumped. I am happy. I don't care about last night's game because I actually have two fantasy analysts on the show with me. This is Fantasy Football Today. Jamie, welcome back. How you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? Hey, I'm great. Now that I get to talk to my old friend, Dave Richard. Hey, Dave. Adam, yay. Woo. It's been so long. The last time we talked, you don't know this, I was in my niece's room in Baltimore. It was the only quiet room in the whole house that I was in. I knew that. You, I told you that? Well, we were, yeah. You had to go upstairs to the niece's room. Yeah, I knew that. Did the crowd, did the audience know? No, the audience didn't know. Well, now they know. Now they know. know. <laughs> Dave's niece's room was awesome. All right, so here's the deal. That's we're strange to hear. Yeah, we're close to being back to normal, except we don't have all of our equipment. So Dave and Jamie, they're in the Fort Lauderdale office. It's open for business, but they're in separate rooms. Uh, so we don't have a hundred percent audio quality. We're very close. We thank you for your patience and we're hoping by our Sunday show we'll be back to, uh, fully operational. And at that point, you'll already know how your FanDuel team did. Fantasy football's back and FanDuel's back. So sign up today on FanDuel.com. Click the join now button and use our code CBSPOD. New users get free entry into the NFL Sunday million with over one million dollars in cash prizes. What an awesome offer! Go to FanDuel.com, make your first deposit, and use our code CBSPOD. Void where prohibited. All right, no dilly-dallying today, except I do want to hear Dave's chainsaw story. Uh, But first, let's let's talk Thursday night football. Did anybody enjoy any part of that game? I enjoyed three parts of that game. Okay. The long touchdown to A.J. Green. No, touchdown. I wish it was a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, the long catch to A.J. Green where Andy Dalton just yellowed it into triple coverage. <laughs> uh, DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> had a big catch. And uh, obviously Deshaun Watson's touchdown run. Uh-huh. Very enjoyable to watch as a football fan. I oh, I only have Hopkins on a couple of my fantasy teams. I have Tyler Eifert on a couple of oh, my fantasy teams. Jamie. I really appreciate him yeah. stepping his big clumsy feet out of bounds before catching a touchdown. Yeah. That's cool. Jamie, how you feeling about Tyler Eifert right now? You told me I'm not allowed to curse, You're so not, I'm going please... to stop talking. Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> we had a conversation last night where I said, I'm going to uh, make you bleep out some stuff, and you said, no, 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 Fridays are bad for me. No, no, it's no. It's true. It's true. Busy day. He's got to do the mailbag show later. You, you bleep pull Tyler Eifert. Uh, if that works. Uh, yeah, that was frustrating. Did you enjoy any part of that game? Yeah, it's football. Of course I did. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed the last Texans drive because it was basically just DeAndre Hopkins versus Pac-Man Jones every drive, every play. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about it here. Alright, my, my overall question is how concerned are you about Lamar Miller, DeAndre Hopkins, and AJ Green right now? We'll get to the Bengals running backs, but Miller, Hopkins, Green, how concerned are you about them? Jamie, you kick it off. Uh, I'm not concerned. Uh, uh, it, it's not uh, fun to see Lamar Miller losing touches to Deontay Foreman, but, you know, he's he's kind of on, on pace to where he was last year. Uh, nine points week one, eight points week two. But that doesn't so, that concern you? We, we wanted better than last year. No, he was a number two guy for a reason. So, yeah, yeah I mean, obviously we wanted better than, than what we got last year, but – 
Um, I think his time will come. Uh, so it's, it's frustrating, but you know, the, the, the thought going in that he was going to share the ball with somebody else is playing itself out. So you just have to understand that. And, uh, I think Hopkins is playing great. He's just not scoring touchdowns, but the targets are there and that's all you can ask for. I, I guess I'll take a slightly more pessimistic approach here. It's like these two guys were, for where they were going last year, both in the first round or early second, maybe for Miller, they were busts. And they obviously went a lot later, like third, fourth round this year. But it's just, it's like the same thing, except the difference is Deshaun Watson throws like literally half his passes to DeAndre Hopkins, which is good. But I just like, I, Lamar Miller's averaging 3.6 yards per carry right now. Hop, Hopkins is not making any explosive plays and they just feel like victims of a bad offense again. And it, it just feels like another year where every week, I'm going to be agonizing. Do I start Lamar Miller? Do I start DeAndre Hopkins? And I'm not going to love it. And Dave, you actually had Hopkins ranked pretty low this week, and he only scored seven points in standard, 14 in PPR. Like, you know, do, what are your thoughts on those two guys? I have absolutely no problem whatsoever with DeAndre Hopkins, especially in the PPR league. Holy cow. If the targets are going to continue like this, yeah, I'm going to start him every week, and eventually the other numbers will catch up. I am worried about Lamar Miller. And I don't know if you can actually trade him and, and get fair value or the value that you had for him on or draft day value, I guess I should put it, you know, where you draft him in round three. You're, I don't know if you're going to get that value back in return. That offensive line is terrible. They cannot block. Miller doesn't seem to be as explosive as Deontay Foreman. And last night was the beginning of Bill O'Brien starting to give Foreman a little bit of work just to see what he can do. And he wasn't great. Miller was better, but not by much. They both averaged below four yards per carry. Miller definitely has a role in the passing game. That'll help his value in PPR, and certainly that'll give him an extra 20 or 30 yards each week. But there could come a time here pretty soon where Foreman takes over as the lead back. And it, all it's going to take is one game, one game of Foreman looking good. And I don't know if that game, I don't know if that game's going to come against New England. I just don't think that Houston's going to do well in that game. That's probably still going to be a Lamar Miller game. But after that, it's Tennessee, it's Kansas City, it's Cleveland at home in week six, and then the Texans are on a bye. Coming out of that bye, I don't know. That's man. when Foreman ends up being I, the being the bigger factor there. Of course, they're at Seattle after the bye. I I, I think Houston's in trouble. I think they're in some real serious yeah. trouble offensively. Well, hopefully they get Dwayne Brown, their left tackle back soon. That, that, but that's happen. not going to solve everything. No. That'll not. better protect the quarterback and get some some Better blocking on the left side, but I'm I'm actually disappointed in their in their interior offensive line. I thought they'd be better. All right, guys. Re, re, uh, rest of season, Mike Gillisley or Lamar Miller, Dave. I don't know if I'm ready to say Gillisley yet after one game of him versus two of Miller. So I guess I'll say Miller. Jamie, uh, I'll take Gillisley. Okay. All right, Gillisley, have a big game. Have a big game this week at New Orleans. Maybe that's the bonanza. We'll find out pretty soon. Jamie, any concerns about A.J. Green? No, I like that he's complaining. I mean, it's frustrating two games. The fact that they haven't scored, their offense is a mess. But, uh, you know, start yapping a little bit, and hopefully the uh, rewards will come. So they're going to be chasing points next week against Green Bay. That'll help A.J. Green. Uh, he's a great buy-low candidate right now. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Look at this. Green Bay, Cleveland, and Buffalo, the next three games on the schedule. Even, 
I mean, maybe I'm crazy, but I don't think I'm going to drop Andy Dalton because I, I know he's better than this, and I think he can be good the next three weeks. Am I crazy? Are you going to start him? I I Just because I am weak at quarterback in one league, like I have Dalton and Carson Palmer, and I think I'm waiting for luck, Uh, yeah, I think I might start Dalton the next couple weeks. Okay, so if you're in a situation where you might actually start Andy Dalton, then of course you're not going to drop him. But other than that, no one else is going to pick him up off the waiver wire. No. Yeah. So I, I think you can, if you're, if you have Andy Dalton on your team and you're never going to start him, then you should go ahead and let him go. Last thing on this game, Jamie, uh, are we getting closer to the, to the Joe Mixon show? Yeah. When Marvin Lewis gets fired and they realize they got to get their best players on the field. It, it's just stupid. The whole thing is just stupid. <laughs> Jeremy is. Hill's not good. Giovanni Bernard had a bad drop on a, on a second down play that would have got him a first down. Get these guys off the field. Let them work in when they need to. Don't force them on the field. Do you it's feel like that's so happening though? Okay. Dumb. I, I felt like in the fourth quarter when Mixon was getting some pretty important carries, I kind of felt like, all right, this is it. He's starting to realize Mixon's the best guy. He he's definitely going to realize it, and there are plenty of people who play fantasy football and do not listen to this podcast. Anybody who is getting tired of Joe Mixon and thinks that he's a bust after two games deserves to not have him on his fantasy team. <laughs> Go make an offer for Joe Mixon in your league. Okay. Don't make the offer that Heath just made to me, which was ridiculous. He was going to give me Tevin Coleman for Mixon and Luck or something like that. I think it was that bad. It was quite – I'm going to IM him right now because uh, it was pretty insulting. All right, that's it for, for this game. Uh, just keep in mind, Houston lost two cornerbacks, Jonathan Joseph and Kevin Johnson. Yeah. And they're facing New England. I think the England. Johnson one might end up being pretty serious, by the way. They're facing New England next week, and J.J. Watt hurt his finger, but he should be fine. Uh, but, yeah, that that's not going to be good. All right, news and notes. News and notes. Odell Beckham Jr. returned to practice. Doctor said it would be a six to eight weeks until his ankle's fully healed. So, one, Jamie, do you expect Beckham to play? Two, do you expect him to play well with this high ankle sprain? If he plays, I expect him to play well. I think he's going to play. I mean, if he's able to uh, have his little dance-off with Russell Westbrook, if he's <laughs> able to go through warm-ups like we saw last week, uh, he's getting in a limited practice. I'd be surprised. They have an extra day, you know, so I'd be surprised if he's not playing this week. But the nice thing is, is, uh, you know, you, you should hopefully understand that you need to have some sort of coverage. So see if Kenny Galladay's still available. See if Marvin Jones was cut. He's going to have a much, well, not a much better game, but he'll have a better game, potentially. Um, see if, uh, Eric Ebron's out there, you know, again, with the flex situation. Evan Ingram, you know, these are, these are guys you just have to have on your roster just to cover yourself. Yeah, but, I will probably know by Sunday if Beckham's gonna play. Well, hopefully no. But like, I don't want to start Ebron over Beckham. Would, would you well, of rather? Of course, you don't want to start anybody in this game over Beckham. He's no. the best player on the field. So don't you just want to play somebody on Sunday? Or, well, you know, how are you gonna approach it? It just depends. Like, if we go into Sunday morning and it's a game time decision, you yeah. know, and you don't like, I'm in a 24 team league where I have Beckham as my first round pick. Right. I don't have any other choices. Right. So, you know, 14 team league, 16 team league, you don't have a lot of options if if. uh you know, you don't have the ability to to, to make a switch. So, mm-hmm. well, the good news is fantasy football today is at 11 a.m. Eastern on Sunday morning on CBSSports.com. 11 a.m. Eastern, and uh, Ion Fantasy Football is on CBS Sports Radio Saturday night, 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern. We take your phone calls, and hopefully, we'll know more about Beckham at that point. Richard Sherman mispracticed again. Any like, are you guys going to move Pierre Garcon up your rank? He's pretty low. 
what do you think, Garcon, if Sherman does not play? Dave? It, he, could, he could move up a little bit if, if Sherman's not there. I think the Seahawks can beat the 49ers without Richard Sherman, so if there was a week to give him a rest, this would be a good week. They're at Tennessee the week after this one. So I, I wonder if they might literally say, take the week off. We need you in week three. Get your hamstring right and come on back. Hmm. I don't know. That's, that's going to go. That's a smart move. I don't know if I go overall with Sherman. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't it, think, I don't think Richard Sherman impacts Pierre Garcon one way or the other, to be honest with you, because he's not right, going to follow him. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. Uh, Jay Ajayi has been dealing with knee soreness. Dave, uh, are you concerned? He, remember he had the knee issue coming out of college. As long as he's playing and he's running as effectively as he did in the preseason, I've got no problem with it. All right, big news. How could he have knee soreness if he's I don't if know. he hasn't even played football I since like August? It's a little scary. But big news for Sam Bradford owners, uh, if you want to start him or anybody in the passing game. The Steelers could be without Stefan Tewitt, a defensive end, and linebacker Bud Dupree this week. So that those are notes to ch- uh, news items to check on. Well, Dupree didn't play in week one for them. And Tua tore his bicep, and I think he's going to try and play through it. Oof, wow. All right, so those are important players in their front seven. Uh Cleveland head coach Hugh Jackson thinks that guard Kevin Zeitler will play this week at Baltimore. Yep. He's going to have a cast on his hand, but he said he's ready to roll. Danny Woodhead's on IR. The soonest he could return is November 19th. Tennessee safety Jonathan Cyprian out a few weeks with a hamstring injury. Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams could be back in early October. Chargers cornerback, um, <laughs> I put Los Angeles wide receiver Mike Williams, then I put San Diego cornerback Jason Verrett. I'll get it consistent one day. Jason Verrett missed practice with a knee issue. He's an important player. We'll talk about that game later. Bears guard Kyle Long could play this week at Tampa Bay. And uh Green Bay left tackle and right tackle, Bakhtiari and Bulaga, they're both dinged up. Are they both expected to play as of now, the, the two left, the left and right tackles for uh, the Packers? I'll double check to see if they were at practice at all. Lago left with an illness, so my guess is he'll play. All right. Um, do you expect Jamie Danny Amendola at New Orleans? No. Jordan Howard at Tampa Bay? Yes. John Brown at Indianapolis? Ugh, I hope so. J.J. Nelson, is he a good sleeper right now? Sure. They allowed yep. seven plays of 20 yards or more, the Colts did, yeah. against the Rams. Yeah, I think against Nelson's, the Rams. Nelson's like 25% owned, so... Keep an eye on him. And uh, all right, quick announcement before we get into. Hold on, you want to know about the Packers tackle? Sure do. Bakhtiari limited in practice Wednesday and Thursday, so that's a good sign. Bulaga hasn't participated; he's got an illness. But like Jamie said, you've got to figure he'll play. Oh yeah, I'm not allowed to use the B word for that one, Jamie. You're not allowed to use the B word. (laughs) I am. I. It's gonna happen. People are gonna be not really that bad. one. It's, it's, all right, fine. That's not. That's kind of unfair, but fine. Uh, you should let me. It's get unfair my that you're ruining fantasy football for everybody. You should Don't have do let it. me give my toast. At least I'm saving people one game. You know, you should either call me the fantasy sorcerer, or just have, or just accept that I don't have magical powers. I kind I'm of going like to buy you a wizard's costume. I like the nickname. It's kind of funny. Here's something that's very important. Everybody could be a little costly. But it's home security, and it's worth the investment. Now, fortunately for you, as listeners of this podcast, you get an offer from Simply Safe that gives you affordable home security. So here's the URL. Write this down or go to it right now. SimplySafe.com slash FFT, but it's S-I-M-P-L-I safe. Simply with an I. SimplySafe.com slash FFT. Simply Safe has everything you need to protect your home. No long-term contracts. No installation costs. No hidden fees. 
Got a lot of those with my home security. I wish I had known about Simply Safe a couple years ago. And Simply Safe's 24-7 professional monitoring is $14.99 a month. That is awesome. Now that's a great price, but I can tell you that from experience, uh, you, you're not gonna get a price like that, and you're certainly not gonna get a hundred bucks off. And that's the offer you're getting from Simply Safe on their special summer package. A hundred dollars off your summer security package at simplysafe.com slash FFT. This offer is gonna end soon. Simply Safe, S-I-M-P-L-I Safe.com slash FFT for a hundred dollars off. Simplysafe.com slash FFT. We're going to start starter sit this week with some waiver wire favorites. Looking at the guys who got picked up this week. And I want you to tell me quickly how you feel about them. What you expect from these guys. Uh, let's start with Jamie. Jacquez Rogers. He's not exactly uh, this week's waiver wire, but maybe more last week. Jacquez Rogers uh, against the Bears without Jarrell Freeman, their leading tackler from last year, the Bears. He's out on IR. How do you feel about Jacquez Rogers this week? I think he's a uh, potential starter depending on what your team looks like. It's not as great of a matchup as we thought he was going to have against the Dolphins, but still very good. And as you mentioned, no Freeman in there with the pectoral injury. That should help uh, the situation. Uh, last year, he had uh, three games with 19 or more carries. In those three games, he scored at least 10 fantasy points. So I expect that to continue if he gets 15-plus uh, carries this week. And uh, Tariq Cohn, Dave, let's go to the Bears. He's 76% owned. Looks like he's just outside the top 24 in standard, just inside the top 24 in PPR. What do you expect from Tariq Cohn this week in that same game at the Buccaneers? I expect plenty of involvement. You look at this Bears offense, they don't have anything at wide receiver. They're literally down to, like, Kendall Wright and the ball boy. And (laughs) they've got Jordan Howard, who's not even 100%. He's going to play through the injury that's expected at this point. And Cohen is the flashy new toy in this offense. The quarterback loves him. The offensive line could get stronger. There isn't a reason in the world not to consider Cohen as a flex start against Tampa Bay. I, I agree that I, or I'm, I'm not going to agree. I'm going to acknowledge that the Bucks' pat run defense is going to be pretty good. Their pass defense will be all right too. But I think Tariq Cohen's speed makes him a flex chance worth taking. Tariq Cohen or James White? Cohen. Jamie. Yep, Cohen. Jamie, how do you feel about Kerwin Williams at Indianapolis? Uh, kind of similar to, to Rogers. You know, there's, uh, unfortunately the last two games the Cardinals have played, David Johnson has gotten hurt and not been able to finish. And in both those games, Cronin Williams has scored a touchdown. So he's going to get the first crack at the Colts. Their run defense, uh, was actually okay last week. 19 carries for 50 some odd yards for 40. Todd Gurley. 40 yards. Huh? 40 yards. 40 yards for Todd Gurley. Yeah. yeah. Um, he did most of his damage in the passing game, but mm-hmm. I, I think time of possession will definitely be in the Cardinals favor. So he's going to get the chance to hopefully wear down this defense. So he is a borderline number two, borderline flex, depending on what your team looks like. All right, and finally, let's go to Javoris Allen as we wrap up the waiver wire running backs. Dave, how do you feel about Javoris Allen, who's 69% owned? He's facing the Browns this week. you got to like the fact that he'll take over Danny Woodhead's role as the passing downs running back for the Ravens. Well, before, and- you, before you go over like he didn't have a catch. He had only one target last week. So Yeah, but that's what he does. You think so? Like he's a better okay. pass catcher than Terrence West, just because he didn't do it. La- the reason why he didn't do it last week is because the Ravens were up big, right? And they just were able to kill the clock in the second half. And guess who was the one killing the clock in a blowout win? It was Allen. Mm-hmm. And this could be a very similar situation. Okay. So how about this? Give me uh, ha- rank them, Dave. You rank them in standard. Jamie, you rank them in PPR. Jacquez Rogers, Tariq Cohen, Kerwin Williams. And Javoris Allen. Quiz is going to be first for me. 
I'm going to go Williams next, then Cohen, then Allen. Cohen and Allen are back-to-back in my rankings. Jacquez Rogers, Kerwin Williams, Tariq Cohen, Javoris Allen. And is Quiz the only one you're kind of excited to start this week in standard? I'm excited to start everybody except Javoris Allen. Oh, okay. Day, uh, Jamie, give me PPR for Quiz, Cohen, Kerwin Williams, and Javoris Allen. I, I have the same. I, I expect the other, the, the latter two guys to be more involved in the passing game, but I think that the, uh, the rushing numbers will offset that as well. So Cohen is not going to be as good because nobody is worse against the, uh, pass catching running backs than the Falcons and the Bucks will be better. Um, so Cohen will take a little bit of a step back, but he's still going to be, uh, as Dave said, because the receiving core is so bad that he'll still be involved. And, uh, I, I don't know if Devoris Allen is, is that much of a better pass catcher than Terrence West. So I don't know if he necessarily, the touches that he had last week are probably going to be a high comparatively to this week. I, I don't know if he's going to get 21 touches in this game. So I still think that he's the fourth guy. So I, I would still go the same as in standard, same in PBR. Are you expecting double digit fantasy points for Jacquez Rogers this week? This week, excuse me. Yes. All right. Yeah, he's he's a pretty solid flex. He's a top twenty running back. All right, the wide receivers from the waiver wire are Cooper Cup, Kenny Galladay, Nelson Aguilar, Alan Hearns. How would you rank them, Jamie? Cup, Galladay, Aguilar, and Hearns. I would go Cup one, Aguilar two, Galladay three. Cup, I don't I don't Galladay. get the the Aguilar love. He made one play. Uh he, he has for me. Eight. Eight targets in that game, and the uh, the best matchup for the Eagles wide receivers is for him against uh, Gaines. So, if Carson Wentz does what he does did last week uh, again, I think Galladay is going to have a real tough matchup against the Giants cornerback. So that's why I would put him third. He's the better player, but Agler's got a better situation. We don't disagree on Cup. He's he's definitely numero uno here. All right. So with that said, who would you start Cup over? Would you start Cup over Dez? No. Cup or Cobb? Cup. Cobb. All right, so you both like him number one, but Jamie's got Cup right around 24th. Dave has him uh 34th. So it's a little bit difference of opinion there. All right, I'm desperate for a quarterback, Dave. Who do I go for? Sam. These two guys are more owned. Sam Bradford or Alex Smith this week? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Smith against Philadelphia. I like that Ronald Darby's hurt and isn't gonna play, so I think you the matchup like is a little bit better That's for Smith. Me and Dave. What? That you like that Ronald Darby's hurt? I do. I want Alex Smith <laughs> to have great numbers, and okay. I'm rooting against. I'm not really rooting against anybody. I just I see a favorable matchup for Smith compared to Bradford. All right, um, Alex Smith or Stafford. Stafford. Oh, wow. Jamie would go the other way. He'd go Smith over Stafford. Yeah, Giants are going to shut out Stafford in this passing game, so Smith has a much, much better situation. Okay, Jamie's got Smith 13th and Bradford 15th. Dave has Smith and Bradford back-to-back at 16 and 17 this week. Uh All right, okay. Can so, we get the word out that Carson Palmer's better than both of these guys and Sam Bradford? <laughs> like, really- I, I just want to make sure people know that Carson Palmer... Don't run away from him just because it was bad for him last week. I'm not. Great matchup. I think I'm starting him in three leagues, but are you sure? Yeah. Indianapolis is terrible. Yeah, I I know, but Detroit last like they weren't supposed to be that good. They were really bad against quarterbacks. I I mean, I don't know. He he look, Palmer was bad last year, and Palmer was bad in week one. So I get it. Like Palmer I was not bad last year to close the season. 
He was he, outstanding last year to close the season. I'm not ready to call him bad. He had a bad game. Yeah. All he right, just but he, had a hard time with uh, early starts. That's he, been uh, a bad uh, track yeah. record with him since he's been in Arizona. So it's another early start. That's a that's a little bit of a concern. But as Dave said, the Colts are so bad, it's hard to uh, it's hard to bet against them in a game where the best player on the field for the Cardinals is not there. So they're going to rely on him in the passing game even more. Plus, Bruce Arians going back to Indianapolis, where I'm sure he uh, would like to put on a show. And Chuck Pagano already knows that the uh, his cornerbacks that are not very good are going to be challenged. All right, uh, these guys aren't going to be started in many leagues, but if you're desperate for a quarterback, do you like Blake Bortles against Tennessee? He killed Tennessee last year twice. Of course, he had Allen Robinson. Joe Flacco against Cleveland. 14 of his 20 touchdown passes came at home. He had 27 fantasy points against Cleveland at home last year, six point per passing touchdown leagues. Uh, Bortles, Flacco, Jared Goff against Washington, or Trevor Simeon against Dallas. Jamie, who you got? I'll take Trevor Simeon against Dallas. I like what I saw from him in that week one game. And I think, uh, with the receivers, with Demarius healthy, Sanders, if he catches one or both of those touchdowns in that game last week, we're looking at Simeon being a total, total stud in week one. So, um, I, I think he can build off that. And I'm dial- like- I'll dial up Flacco. Flacco. He's playing the Browns. All right. Simeon's only oh, I'm sorry, 20% I thought it was Bortles or Simeon. No, it's Bortles, Flacco, Goff, and Simeon. Oh. I didn't, I didn't hear Flacco. I would take Flacco also over, over those guys. Alright. Based on the matchup. Alright, if you're desperate, Flacco's not a bad option. Simeon, 20% owned, really good last week. If he has another good game against Dallas, that's, that's gonna go way up, uh, at Buffalo and then Oakland in his next two games. Uh, alright, who's ready for a bonanza? No one. Yay, nobody. You know what? I Don't need to win. I, I need a win. I, I need a win. I need to get back into the win column. It's just too easy this week. Last year I kind of gave myself a no Patriots rule, but I'm not doing that yet. I need a win. So I'm sorry, Patriots Saints. Big time game. Cookie. Th- that big time bonanza. Brownies. <laughs> Bananas. Sprinkles. Yes. It's uh, it's. I didn't hear anything. I'm just thinking of delicious dessert. Patriot Saints bonanza. No, 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 no. Everybody wins. No, frozen yogurt. All right, Green Bay at Atlanta. Let's get into the games. No emails on today's show, by the way. We'll do that on the mailbag show. Green Bay at Atlanta, and we're not going to talk much about the players that we discussed on yesterday's show. Jamie and I looked at the tough matchups. No concerns about the quarterbacks, right? No, this is going to be a high-scoring game. Yeah, I got Matt Ryan and Julio Jones in my FanDuel lineup. I will reveal my FanDuel lineup at the end of the show. All right, the running backs. Y- you got to start Devontae Freeman, obviously. Jamie and I talked about Tevin Coleman on yesterday's show. Uh, just real quick on that, Dave. He's he's like a borderline number two. Tevin Coleman. Coleman? Yeah, Coleman. I I I think he's okay. Number I think three. almost everybody in this game is anywhere from okay to start to. You must start him. Would you start? And you know, you know who those guys are. The must start guys are obvious, and I think that Coleman's pretty decent. Would you start Jacquez Rogers, Tariq Cohen over Tevin Coleman? Rogers for sure. Cohen's a closer call. I th- I think I would probably uh, go with Cohen. I think he's got a little more fun to him than Tevin Coleman. And Jamie will start um, Kerwin Williams over Coleman. Yes. All right. Uh, to the Falcons wide receivers. Jamie, how do you feel about Mohamed Sanu, 55% owned? I think he's a, a, an okay dart throw in a PPR league. I mean, you know, there's, it's going to be games where he's better than Gabriel, and there's going to be games where Gabriel's better than him. There'll be games with Austin Hooper being involved. 
but this uh, has the chance to be a high-scoring matchup. So somebody will catch a bunch of passes here, and Sanu could definitely be that guy. Well, Sanu had nine targets last week. He led the Falcons in targets, and he scored in both games against the Packers last year. These two teams met twice, once in the playoffs. So, uh, you know, does that does that matter to you? I know you kind of like those things that he scored both times. Sure. I mean, yeah. he's uh, he'll he'll be involved. It's just a matter of you know who you're starting him over at this point. So you wouldn't start him he's over. Not, he's not bad. He's one. You know, it's there 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 are these handful of like number two receivers that kind of get glossed over constantly in most ten and twelve team leagues, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. He's one of them. You know, like another one would be Brandon LaFell last night. You know, they're going to be games where they pop up and have decent production, decent numbers. So I I, I think uh, Sanu. If you're stuck and, you know, certainly the, the Beckham owner, right. for example, the Willie right. Sneed owner that's, you know, going from player to player, um, he, he's, he's certainly in the conversation. All right. Aaron Rodgers is our number one quarterback. By the way, Austin Hooper is around 15th. He's around 15th. So, um, I'll skip ahead to the Jets game. Would you rather start Jared Cook or, or Austin Hooper? Hooper. Cook. Cook. I like Cook. I, I, I always feel dirty recommending Jared Cook. But in this case, if you're streaming tight ends, I I'd love the matchup against the Jets. I think he can. I think he'll get at least one end zone opportunity. Hopefully, he catches it. And there's another tight end that's probably available. I'm going to look up his ownership right now. That uh, Dave and Jamie like better than both Cook and Hoopa. And it's a guy who's 42% owned. It's Cameron Brait. We'll talk about Bucks Bears later. All right, uh, Ty Montgomery. We love him. Start of the week. And Jordy Nelson. We're going to start. Devontae Adams or Randall Cobb? Who's better this week? Adams. Adams. For me, it's Adams. Yep. Adams. I, I think people are going to be chasing Cobb's production from a week ago and be disappointed. Right. It was kind of a matchup thing. Absolutely. So Adams is a must-start? Yeah, sure. He's. A, I mean, look, you drafted him to be a number two guy. You should stick with him as a number two guy. There's no reason to go away from him now. All right. Uh, Adams or Crabtree? I would take Crabtree. Me too. All right, but that doesn't mean we don't like Adams. Adams over Dez. Adams, any wide receiver with a tough matchup, you go with Devontae Adams. Um, Martellus Bennett, ninth for Jamie, tenth for Dave and Standard, tenth for both of them in PPR. Heat's a little bit lower on Martellus Bennett, but he is the best tight end in this game. Um, and uh, yeah, but for most people aren't going to be sitting Martellus Bennett if you own him. The Falcons allow the fifth most fantasy points to tight ends last year. They did face very good ones though. All right, let's go to our next game. It's Dallas and Denver. Who's going to win? Denver. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. My knee-jerk reaction was Denver. I think a low-scoring game favors them, so I'll say Denver. Denver, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna, I took the Broncos today. They're actually underdogs at home. Uh, we talked a lot about Dak yesterday. You can get away from him. Flacco or Dacko? Flacco or Dacko? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Thank you. Flacco or Dacko, who's it going to be? You're asking me? Yeah. Flacco. Flacco? All right. Flacco over Dacko. Okay. Flacco, Dacko, and Dot for all you, I think that's Animaniacs fans. Start Ezekiel Elliott and probably want to sit Des Bryant, but that's one that we discussed on yesterday's show. He's about 30th overall for Dave and Jamie. Heath has him, uh, Heath has Des 21st overall in standard, 27th in PPR. Um, okay. I, that, Jason, like Jason Witten or Austin Hooper? I'd go Hooper. Jamie? Um, Witten. Alright. 
Yeah, you have Gruden 14th. Yeah. All right. How come, Jamie? Uh, I think it'll be more involved. I like the targets more for him. I, I don't want to chase two targets for uh, a guy that averaged 69 yards per catch. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's yeah, pretty I good. I get that. I'm, I don't know if he's going to be as consistently involved this week as he was last week. Witten? Yeah. And have Hooper could be, like, Hooper's going to be involved in a more high-scoring game. Well, so you're saying Hooper will be more involved than Taysom Wynn? Yeah. He, and okay. it's going to be a higher scoring game. I think he's Completely got a better chance to score. Okay. That's all. All they're right. They're both so, streamers. Yeah, they're both streamers. We don't like, we don't particularly like either guy. Uh, Trevor Simeon, we already discussed. He's behind Joe Flacco. Uh, you know, I, I do see an opportunity for some, for some passing points here. I, the, the Giants could not take advantage of the Cowboys' bad pass defense. I feel like the Broncos, I don't know. I guess I'm trying to make a case for Simeon, but you don't have to start him. Uh, we, Jamie and I talked a lot about CJ Anderson last, uh, yesterday. Only two running backs in Dallas's last 11, uh, 12 games now, uh, no, 11 games have rushed for more than 50 yards. None have re- reached 70. Jamie thinks Anderson scores. He's about 15th, just outside the top 15th. So he's a good number two running back. Are you starting both Broncos wide receivers this week, guys? Sanders makes me a little nervous just because I don't know what to expect. And I don't know what to expect other than a conservative game plan, more or less, from the Broncos. I don't think so. I I mean, I well, maybe. But I I think they can throw on the Cowboys. You know, I expect the Cowboys to be a, a really good matchup for quarterbacks and for wide receivers when they're not playing this stinking Giants without Beckham. Well, obviously you're starting Demarius. So let's get, let me give you some options with Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders or, well, you guys are really low on Sanders. Wow. Uh, outside of your top 36, Sanders or Jacquez Rogers. I think that's easy. Jacquez, right? Yep. Sanders or Thomas Rawls? Rawls. I think I would take the chance on Rawls. Emmanuel Sanders or Tariq Cohen? Cohen. Yeah, Cohen. Okay. Patriots at the Saints. We already know it's the Bonanza, so start, nah. start everyone. <laughs> now, um, who's your favorite running back in this game? Jamie. Gillisley. All right, what do you expect from Gillisley this week? Uh, the same thing I've been telling you all week. My expectation is 40 yards and a touchdown. That's not very good. Can I get a little more than 40 yards? Oh, you most definitely can, but that's my expectation, so I don't get disappointed. Okay. He's the most likely to score of any running back in this game. Who's your second that, favorite? That, that's why he's why. For me, it's Ingram. Yeah, and, I think Ingram's still the the guy there. I think uh, Alvin Kamara and Rex Burkhead are very interesting sleepers. I agree. Uh, the report that Burkhead is going to be used in the slot makes a lot of sense if is not there. And that Kamara actually led the Saints in snaps in that game against the Vikings with a chance that they're chasing points. So he's going to potentially be on the field a lot. Uh, so if you're stuck, those are two guys to look at. Well, do you like Burkhead better than James White? No, no. That's uh, I, I think just if you're looking for sleepers that are available to you, those are two guys to look at. James White's always kind of tricky. I mean, I think my basic thing with White is like I'm never, pretty much never starting him in standard. Agree or disagree? I think you'd I think have to be in a little bit of a pickle. The game you got from him last week is what your expectations would be. 60 total yards. Yeah, but you're hoping for more than I think he had three catches last week. Like, could definitely be five catches or more for White, right? Sure. Oh, absolutely. But again, I think he's going to be in that 60 yard range on a week to week basis. So, Especially now with them being down 
you know, multiple receivers. All right, so there are some running backs with tough matchups that Jamie, you and I talked about yesterday, like Isaiah Crowell against Baltimore, like Carlos Hyde at Seattle. Would you go with James White over them? Um, no. No? Okay. What about in a PPR league? No, because Hyde's proving to be a good PPR running back, mm-hmm. and Crowell should also be a good PPR running back. So in, if this was a different scenario, um, then I would say yes. But I think as we saw from Hyde last week, that could be actually where he makes up some production. Operating under the assumption that Danny Amendola is out. Dave, how much do you like Chris Hogan this week? I like him plenty because he, there are more targets to open up with uh, with Amendola off the field. He got a lot of targets last week before he got hurt, and it hurt Hogan. And now Hogan figures to get more. That Saints pass defense is definitely going to be in Tom Brady's crosshairs. I think you're going to see Chris Hogan get five receptions and score. And, okay, so Hogan, or Hogan or Sanders, sorry, Hogan or Sanders. Hogan. Hogan or, uh, Hogan or James White, <laughs> PPR. When it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. <laughs> bonk, 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 bonk. Dave, were you a Hogan or Ultimate Warrior guy? I was a Hogan guy. Uh, boo! boo! The Warrior was just too trippy for me. Oh, I love the Ultimate Warrior. I had his wrestling buddy. I think I had the Hogan wrestling buddy, too. Did you ever put the Ultimate Warrior face paint makeup on? No, I don't think so. I wish okay. I had. I'm going to have to remember that for a bet down the line. Hogan's a pretty darn good fan to play if you're playing in a tournament and you, and you need a lot of upside. He's pretty cheap this week. All right, yeah, so but everybody's going to be using guys from that game. Uh, yeah, well, he's one of the cheaper ones. So, Jamie, uh, tell me how you feel about uh, the Saints running backs. Uh, yeah, I know you kind of touched on it, but specifically Ingram. Dave said Ingram is his second favorite running back in this game behind Gillisley. Can we trust Ingram in this game? I mean, look what Kareem Hunt just did to them in the passing game. You know, so Ingram is still their best pass catcher, and he'll still be involved. He still led them in receptions in that game against the Vikings. So he should be better. I would like to see them give him more work. Um, you wonder how this whole Adrian Peterson yapping thing is going to play itself out uh, with what happened in the game where he's, you know, chirping at uh, Sean Payton. And then now he's talking in the media that he didn't sign up for nine carry, nine snaps. Um, he's just a bad fit for this team, like we uh, thought. Uh, at least that's the way it's looking after one game. And so I think uh, Ingram and Kamara should have the opportunity to be significant playmakers here. I would not touch Adrian Peterson until I see something more from him. I, he's lucky he got a contract at all. I can't believe he's yeah. complaining. <laughs> well, we, well, don't, we don't know what other teams we're talking to. Yeah, well, he 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 compl- you know, uh, don't, I don't want to get started on why Peterson's probably my least favorite player in the NFL, but uh I but the way you feel about Peterson not trusting him, I'm sure people feel that way about Ingram. You know, long term we expect a lot, but but is he a safe start in week 2? Is he a top 20 guy or outside of that? He's just he's just outside of that for me. I I I don't know if I'd use the word safe with him. That's certainly fair. But I think just in terms of what his upside could be and where you drafted him, like I, I, I don't know how many people will, I would start Rogers over him, Jacquez Rogers. I don't know how many people are starting Kerwin Williams or Tariq Cohen or Buck Allen over him. Now again, you can make an argument for it, uh, Williams and Standard and maybe the other two guys in PPR, but I would still think that he's going to be just as involved, if not more in the passing game than those guys. All right, and uh, we're starting Michael Thomas. 
Is there any sleeper in for the Saints, Dave, in the receiving unit? I don't think you can call Kobe Fleener a sleeper, but as far as streaming tight ends go, if you, if you streamed him last week, you should hang on to him and stream him again this week. Over Hooper and Witten? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And Hunter Henry. And Hunter Henry. And Double H. Okay. Minnesota is at Pittsburgh. A really, really intriguing game. Is this a low-scoring game, medium-scoring game, high-scoring game? Minnesota-Pittsburgh. Dave, what do you think? I think it's going to be high-scoring for Pittsburgh. I like that they they typically play better at home than they do on the road. And I'm I'm not ready to say that the Vikings in general are as dominant of a team as they were against the Saints in their home building in week 1. Uh, there could be there could be a, a pretty big regression here for the Vikings. Well, nobody really does that well against the like the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger had some tough matchups at home last year, and he did well in all of them. Forty-four mm-hmm. points against the Chiefs, uh, twenty-five against Baltimore, twenty-one against the Giants. So they put up points at home. Um, and and Roethlis- Roethlisberger is where for you guys? Is he top eight-ish this week? Yep. All right, so we have no concerns with him. Um, Jamie, uh, we did talk about Dalvin Cook. Would you rather start Cook or, or C.J. Anderson? I would rather start C.J. Anderson. I think they're probably like back to back for you or close, right? Yep, they're very close. Yeah, so they're they're you know about 17th overall. Dave has Cook 22nd overall. It's hard to get away from him. Um, like we wouldn't start Jacquez over Cook, would we? I would. You would? I wouldn't. Yeah, but I can understand it. All right. So Sam Bradford, Bradford or Stafford. Stafford for me. Uh, Bradford for me. Bradford's like 15-ish, right? Yeah, I have yeah, look, he, he closed the season last year playing well. He got off to a good start. His receivers were healthy. Tight end is still playing great. He'll use the guys out of the backfield. This game could be track me. I'm sure everybody's going to start Stefan Diggs. Is Adam Thielen a good start, Dave? Yeah, I think so. I, I think he's, he's, he's a fair start. I don't want to say he's going to go out there and just you know, decimate the Steelers' defense just like he did the Saints. Again, I, I'm expecting some regression here from the Vikings after a hot week one for them. But I, I think he's going to be fine. Wouldn't be surprised if he had six catches, 80 yards, something like that. Martavis Bryant or Adam Thielen? Bryant. Jamie would agree. Um, Martavis Bryant, you guys are really high on Martavis Bryant this week. You got him as a top 17 wide receiver. In standard scoring leagues, and uh, Heath is lower. Heath has him closer to 30. He's 19th in PPR for Jamie, 20th in PPR for Dave. So Martavis Bryant is a start. He's a start over Chris Hogan. Um, yeah. He's- if I could just make a quick comment, I don't know. I, I know the Vikings have a good secondary, and certainly Xavier Rhodes is great. I don't know if Rhodes is a great fit as far as matchup goes for either of the top Steelers receivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. The Steelers are easy. I mean, you're pretty much starting everybody. We do like Bryant this week. Heath not Heath has him as a number three guy. Dave and Jamie is a number two. And Jesse James is Jesse James. Uh, Jesse James or Jared Cook? I'm going with Cook over yeah. Jesse James. I don't want to chase touchdowns. Yeah. All right. Vikings DST avoid them. Steelers DST is eighth for Dave and Jamie and tenth for Heath. And I've I'm, noticed that people are dropping. The Vikings DST. Yeah, yeah. Next week they've got Tampa Bay at home, and then Detroit after that, and then at Chicago. So there's certainly matchups in their future where I think you're going to want to come back to them 
could be a little goodie that people can find off the waiver wire. And if you're trying to play a week ahead or two weeks ahead with your DSTs and the Vikings are out there, go get them. All right, look, I'm getting very excited to reveal my FanDuel lineup at the end of the show. I was terrible in week one, but that's what I love about FanDuel. It doesn't matter that I was bad in week one. I'm not 0-1. I'm undefeated. It's a new week, a new chance to have fun playing daily fantasy football, a new chance to make some money. And if you want a chance to win some money for free, sign up and deposit on FanDuel.com and use our promo code FFT. Now, on FanDuel, there's something for everyone. There's lots of contests. You got $1 contests. You got high-stakes contests. Pick one. Choose your team. Watch your score real time, and you think you know the good matchups? You want to pair Tom Brady and Chris Hogan this week? I love it. Make it happen on FanDuel. Over 2.5 million players have won cash on FanDuel, uh, won a cash prize playing on FanDuel. So sign up today and use our promo code CBSPOD. Click that Join Now button. Promo code is CBSPOD. Get free entry into the NFL Sunday Million when you use the code CBSPOD. Void where prohibited. Philadelphia at Kansas City, and we'll go a little bit faster now, guys. Um, as we try to get through all these games. No uh, Benny Logan on practice at, on Wednesday for Kansas City. I'm not sure if he practiced Thursday. Anybody know their defensive tackle, Benny Logan? I'll go I'll go double check. All right. Um, Carson Wentz, Sam Bradford, Alex Smith. Jamie, how do you rank those three? Smith, Bradford, and Wentz. Wentz, Smith, Bradford. Wentz, Smith, Bradford. All right. I'm with him. I'm with him 100% on that. Interesting. Is this a an I, okay matchup for Wentz? I think this. I think this is the game that you could have gone with as your B word. <laughs> I, I, no I, I think that this could be a pretty high scoring game. It's the third highest projected point total by Vegas. Uh, I don't know, man. I got. Uh, I'm not sure about Wentz on the road yet. He scored 22 fantasy points at Washington. He's just a little mistake prone for me. So, yeah, but no, Eric Berry is going to really help things because of Zach Ertz being available. Yeah. He would have been taken away otherwise. And pass rush could be tough, but I think this offensive line for Philly is good. Yeah. So, you gotta, you gotta keep an eye on Jason Peters and just how healthy he is. Benny Logan's gonna play. He practiced in full on Thursday. Okay. okay. To me, that's, that's where the fun matchup is. It's gonna be how, how the Eagles protect Wentz. And even if they, if they're not 100%, you saw him escape small tackles in the pocket last week and get away and, and make some passes. I'm telling you, I think I think Wentz can throw three touchdowns this week, and I think Alex Smith has a chance at at least two. <laughs> All right, I'll start him over Mariota on your recommendation. So thank you, guys. Okay. Um, and I, yeah, I guess I'm gonna. Uh, am I gonna start him over Palmer, Jamie, and against you? I would start Palmer over Wentz, um, but you can if you want to. They're back to back in my rankings. I think I'll you. start Palmer. I'm gonna I'm gonna bury you with your own rankings. This is what league. This is uh, the flex league. You're going to kill me because you have Zeke and Freeman and and Kareem Hunt. So, <laughs> uh, anybody feel good about starting Legarrette Blunt or Darren Sproles this week? Well, let's be honest. This is the Chiefs' defense that allowed three Mike Gillisley goal line touchdowns last week. I know, but that does does not mean that Legarrette Blunt is going to do that. Okay, fine, but it it at least suggests to the Eagles that if they're in such a situation, they can turn to the former Patriot goal line running back. And give him a crack or two at scoring. So it's a better matchup than normal, I would say, for Blunt. He's not a number two running back, but he's he's outside of there, but it's close. Okay. Um Sproles or Blunt in PPR. Oh, Sproles. Hmm. I might go Blunt. Blunt or Carlos Hyde this week? Hyde. Alshon Jeffrey, starter sit. 
He's start, fine for me as a number two. Start, but it, it he needs to start performing better in tough matchups, and this is going to be a tough matchup. Jeffrey or Devontae Adams this week? Adams. Uh, Adams. I'll tell you one who I'm struggling with is Jeffrey and Hogan. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So what, what would you lean right now? I'll lead Jeffrey because he's a better player, but he's got to step up. He really does. I mean, it, uh, it, you know, he had one good play so far since he's been an Eagle. It was a preseason game against the Dolphins. And then as far as, uh, Zach Ertz is a, an easy start. Alex Smith, 58% owned. You can roll with him this week. He's not a bad start. Uh, Kareem Hunt is a must start, obviously. And you guys have Tyreek Hill until further notice as a must start. He's, 13th in standard, 16th in PPR for Jamie, 10th in standard, 12th in PPR for Dave, and yeah. a little lower than that for Heath, but he's top 18 for everybody, so start Tyreek Hill. Over Alshon Jeffrey, I guess it seems that's an easy call. Kelsey's a start, and uh, don't start, according to Dave and Jamie, do not start the Kansas City DST. Uh, and Heath, uh, Heath actually likes KC DST, he's got them 8th, but Dave and Jamie have them, uh, have KC 15th and 18th respectively, or 18th and 15th respectively. I, I must might, have him too high. You have him too high? I might have 18th for me. That might be too high. All right. I'm not, uh, okay. Let's see if the Eagles are as potent as you guys think. And we go to the Miami Heat and the Los Angeles Clippers or, or Dolphins at Chargers. Last year, this was a bit of a shootout. 31-24 at San Diego. Um, let's see. So the interesting ones in this game. Well, first, Jamie, uh, starter sit Phillip Rivers. Oh, start. He had a uh, a miserable real life game last year, but still got you 23 fantasy points when he had three touchdowns and four interceptions. And you know, if he's able to come through against the Broncos defense like he did, um, despite a very very choppy and disgusting game plan uh, <laughs> and execution, um, I, I think he's going to come through this game with flying colors. So yeah, he's top ten quarterback too. Big Banner Rivers. Rivers for me. Uh, it's close. I'll take Roethlisberger at home, but they're both going to be very good. Rivers over Wentz then, huh? And Palmer? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Rivers over Breeze for me. Ooh, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. I don't like this Dolphins pass defense at all. Oh, my. You like the Patriots? Yeah, I do. And you like Bree- You don't like Breeze at home? No. Bonanza, Dave. It's the Bonanza. I like them both, but wow. oh, I let you get away with it. I didn't say it. <laughs> Bananas Foster. Uh, all right, so obviously we're I wouldn't starting... use Breeze and Daly. We're starting wow. Melvin Gordon. We're I starting will. Keenan Allen. Sorry to interrupt. How do you guys feel about well, who's your favorite of these three? Tyrell Williams, Jarvis Landry, and Devontae Parker. Uh, Tyrell. Parker's going to have a rough day if both guys are healthy for the Chargers. Yeah, we got to keep an eye on Jason Verrett's injury, but uh, do you like Landry better than Parker in that case? He's got the better matchup, but Parker's got the higher ceiling. Yeah, I, I, I agree with Jamie. I think that Tyrell's the best of the bunch. I have Tyrell as a number two receiver this week. And you guys have the Dolphins guys as number three receivers, so it looks like you're sitting them. And uh, that's interesting. All right. Yep. So Tyrell Williams or Des Bryant? Tyrell. I'm going Williams. Tyrell Williams or Adam Thielen? Williams. Uh, Thielen. All right. Uh, you're sitting Hunter Henry. Are you starting Antonio Gates? Nope. Nope. Uh, but Dolphins suck against tight ends, right? Well, we don't know for sure. They haven't played a game yet. I guess they did. They, they did fine week one. Uh, Clay, Henry's actually twelfth for Dave in standard, fourteenth for Jamie. I moved. 16th. I moved Henry down a little bit since then. Oh, you did. And he's no longer in my top twelve. All right, I'll hit refresh. Thanks, thanks, Dave. 
And uh, the Chargers DST, 18th for Jamie, 11th for Dave, 13th for Heath. Buffalo. Double H is 14th. 14th. Buffalo at Carolina. Tyrod Taylor. I guess I didn't bring him up, but how does Tyrod Taylor compare? He's 62% owned with uh, with Flacco, with Bradford, with uh, I guess those two. Because I know you like Alex Smith better. I wanted to find a place for Tyrod Taylor higher in my rankings. I probably have him too low as it is. I have him 22nd. Um, I, I, I'm always interested in a team when, when their head coach is coming back after being a defensive coordinator for the team that they're playing. And that's what's happening here. Sean McDermott, former DC of the Panthers, was there for several years. Now he's coming back to face them as a member of the Bills. I, I, I just don't think Taylor's got enough around him to warrant a huge game. All right, everybody's going to start McCoy, but I don't expect a huge week. I, I don't know. I, He'll it, get a lot of total yards. Yeah. It, they are very good against the run with Luke Keekley healthy, so probably not going to be a daily play for me, but you're definitely not sitting him. Um, all right, uh, any Buffalo wide receiver? Anybody else for Buffalo? Is Charles Clay the, the most exciting? Yes. Is Clay- go, I would go back to Clay. Okay. How much do you like Clay? Top 12. So ahead of Henry, ahead of ahead of Cameron, ahead of Bray. Henry, Hooper, Witten, uh, Julius Thomas, David and Joku, Jermaine Gresham. Not Joku, not Joku, jerk. All right, so uh, that's Charles Clay, and go to the Panthers. Starter sit Cam Newton. Cam Newton or Philip Rivers? Rivers. Rivers. Okay, Cam Newton or. Carson Wentz. Cam's top 10. So what, I've, I've uh, got him top 10. Cam or Wentz. Okay. Cam or Wentz. I'll take Cam over Wentz. I'll take Cam over Mariota. How do you feel about the running backs for Carolina this week? I'm still going to roll out McCaffrey. I know he didn't deliver to expectations last week, but doesn't mean that he won't. First game at home, maybe they feature him a little bit more. I, I didn't draft him to sit him on the bench. So he's going to be in my lineup, and I still don't like Jonathan Stewart. I don't care if he scored a a receiving touchdown last week. Would you start Christian McCaffrey or Crowell in standard? McCaffrey. All right, definitely in PPR. Uh, Jamie, Kelvin Benjamin, starter sit. Uh, he's a low end number two. I'd like to see some more targets for him, but I, I think that I actually do think Jonathan Stewart's an interesting play this week because I think that they're going to dominate time of possession. And they're going to beat the Bills handily in their home opener. So. I don't like Tyrod Taylor. Uh, Clay is the safest start, as you alluded to. Um, but uh, I think Stewart is a borderline number two running back this week because he's still going to get touches. He's still going to have goal and opportunities. And I do think he scores in this game. Stark Greg Great Olson. tournament play in daily. Stark Greg Olson, Panthers DST is top ten. Arizona is at Indianapolis. Who do you feel comfortable starting in this game? Fitzgerald. Uh, it's Gerald, John Brown if he plays, Carson Palmer, and Carlin Williams. Okay, not Gore, not Hilton. No, no Colts. No Colts. No Colts. Uh, Although I will give Dante Moncrief credit for his deep touchdown grab from Jacoby Brissett last no, it week. No, it wasn't a touchdown. It wasn't a touchdown. It was just a 50-yard grab. It was almost a touchdown. Why is it that every 50-yard grab, A.J. Green, Dante Moncrief, you think is a touchdown? A touchdown. I'm so used to those big plays being touchdowns, I guess. Okay, so I think we've talked enough about Kerwin Williams. I think that pretty much covers this game. Uh, sorry for the real quick 
I, I just nope, don't think we, the I don't Colts we, deserve it. They suck. Yeah, we don't need to go into this. All right, Cleveland at Baltimore here. And Flacco, we've talked plenty about at this point. Isaiah Crowell, 26th for Jamie, 23rd for Dave, about the same in PPR. Heath is a little bit higher. He's got Crowell around 20th. Uh, does he get, does he get 80 total yards in this game, Crowell? No. Nope. Alright, so you're hoping for a touchdown. You can get away from Kerwin Williams or Crowell. I think I probably already asked that, but I don't remember. Kerwin. Yep, Williams. Corey Coleman or Jeremy Macklin in this game? Ooh, that's a fun one. Uh, Macklin, easy. I think Macklin is, is the right way to go. Certainly safer. Definitely the better matchup for him. Uh, I, I, you know what? I've got him back to back in my rankings. Macklin's on top of Coleman by one spot. Wow. Okay. Where are they in your rankings? Twenty-five and twenty-six. Oh, I'm surprised to see Coleman in your top thirty. What yeah, do you he's going to have a tough, tough game against Baltimore. They're they're going to be destroyed. The Browns. Yeah. I just think volume is going to be in his favor. It's almost the same thing as as uh, DeAndre Hopkins. The difference being that Coleman actually has some speed. <laughs> Hopkins doesn't. <laughs> Not compared to Coleman. <laughs> compared to Corey Coleman? <laughs> These guys aren't the same. Alright, alright, alright. Come on now, come on now. He didn't call him slow. Come on now. Alright, Flacco. He's slower than Corey Coleman. That's all yes, I'm saying. As compared to DeAndre. Alright, 47% owned Joe Flacco. No, I'm talking about high volume pass catchers. How much, uh, we and really- you put these guys in a race, Coleman's gonna win. Don't right. laugh at that. That's fine. <laughs> go ahead, laugh at that. Hey, you laughed, you laughed when he said they were hiding Kenny Galladay. It's true. Uh, yes, because they were clearly hiding him. Come on, man, they give Dave, give Dave a little credit. They didn't want to feature him. I did give Dave credit, but they weren't hiding him. <laughs> Alright, whatever. So, Terrence West is a really good start this week. You can start West over, over CJ Anderson. Not, you can start both, but, uh, any questions about running back, you go with, uh, Terrence West. We've talked about Buck Allen. So uh, it seems like you guys very much like Jeremy Macklin this week. Any thought on starting Mike Wallace? Uh, I don't mind him as a number three at best. And Baltimore's DST is top three. Start him up. Tennessee at Jacksonville. And uh, we've got no love for Bortles, right? I was really going to make a good sleeper case for Bortles with, with Alan, if Alan Robinson were healthy, but we just can't do it, right? I don't think you can. And I just think it's a different type of offensive philosophy now than it was last year. Jamie and I talked about Mariota on yesterday's show. Dave, but Dave, you like him. You got him 11th. Jamie doesn't like him. He got him 18th. Real quick. No, I just think that he's going to have a decent game, not a great game. Okay. I'm, I'm not ready to run away from Mariota because he had a suboptimal week one. I will uh, change my opinion on Mariota if the cornerbacks are Injured as they are right now for the Jaguars. If uh, both Ramsey and Boye, for whatever reason, miss the game, if they are healthy, the Jaguars' defense is going to be nasty this year, and they're going to make things tough on Mariota in this past game. They so, looked very nasty against Houston. I don't know if Tennessee's offensive line is uh, as equally bad. In not, fact, I think they're the exact opposite. They're the exact opposite. Uh, right. So that, that makes me feel a little more confident in Mariota. Yeah, Mariota uh, will be exactly what he was this week in that 17 to 18 point range. So those cornerbacks that you referenced, uh, they both haven't practiced yet this week. You've got to keep an eye on your on the Jaguars injury report on Friday because if they're both out, then, yeah, you're, you've got to like Mariota a lot more. 
So how about DeMarco Murray? Do we have any concerns after a bad week one? I wish he had more work week one, but I understand why he didn't. Actually, I guess I don't really understand why he didn't because they, they gave six carries to DeMarco Murray. They certainly could have given those to, or six Henry. carries to Derrick Henry rather. So it's now, it's now 10 of the last 12 games, uh, a running back. Oh. Only twice in Jacksonville's last 12 games has a running back scored double-digit fantasy points in standard scoring leagues. Included in that is DeMarco Murray, who scored five fantasy points. It's kind of like you can't sit him, right? No, you can't. Yeah. I'll tell you what this game is going to be if uh, both coaches have their way. It's going to be a very grinded-out, ugly, sloppy type of football game because both teams are going to want to lean on their running games. Um, I would imagine after coming off of a loss, the Titans get back to – Exotic smash mouth, and that's what the Jaguars are going to be for the majority of the season. So uh, how about the wide receivers for Tennessee? Jamie, do you feel comfortable starting any of them? Nope. Really? Okay. And guess, Even if uh, all their no, guys it's are different. out? It's different if the guys are out. Could update that. I've got Corey Davis as a number three receiver. Corey Coleman over Corey Davis this week? Yes, yes. All right, start Delaney Walker. And Leonard Fournette, how confident are you in, in Leonard Fournette this week? If they're going to keep riding him like they did last week, I don't mind starting him week in and week out. Fair enough. Would you start him over to Marco Murray? You have the guts? Yes. Of course. Guts. Yeah? All right. Sounds yeah, good. That's not that hard of a question. Would you start Corey Coleman, who we know is for Dave. Jamie doesn't like him that much, but for Dave is like in the 20s. Or Marquise Lee? Coleman. Coleman. Is Lee a good sleeper? Is he a better sleeper than, let's say, Mohamed Sanu? So the problem is that he's he's more of a stash guy than a sleeper. I'm I just I don't know when I. Here's the problem. I I think he's going to be a good receiver when given the opportunity, but the opportunities might not come very often, and we already know what the quarterback situation is in Jacksonville. So you can pick him up and stash him, but I don't know what it's going to take for you to feel confident to use him other than as a bye week replacement. So we don't say this very often anymore as we go a little bit more in depth these days, but can we just sum up Raiders-Jets with start all Raiders, yes. sit all Jets? This is going to be Marshawn Lynch's best game of the year. <laughs> yeah. This is it. Lynch, you know what? I already had the conversation with Jamie. We won't rehash it. These are all great starts, and uh, even Jared Cook is a is a solid start. Do you feel at all confident in Bilal Powell, Jamie? No. Uh, what happened in week one is nerve-wracking, that as long as Matt Forte is healthy, it could be tough for him. Yeah, but neither of them got work in week one. That was the weird thing. How about as long as he's a member of the Jets, it's going to be tough for him? Well, I still think that Powell sets up to be a really good good player in PPR, and they could be losing by a lot. I, I do want to avoid him this week, but I don't want to drop him or anything like that. Uh, let's see if we can get through the last four games here in f- about five minutes. I guess this is just going to be one of our longer shows. San Francisco at Seattle. Anybody on San Francisco that you want to start this week? That I want to start? No, right? No. No, I don't think so. Okay. You know what happened last year? Carlos Hyde had a huge game against them last year. It all came in the fourth quarter of a blowout loss. Chip Kelly just kept him in the game. And gave him, I think it was nine carries for 67 yards and two touchdowns. And the, we've already seen one blowout loss for the 49ers in the fourth quarter of that game. Carlos Hyde had one carry. 
completely different philosophy, completely different coaches. I, uh, I, I am not excited about Carlos Hyde this week. You're both starting Rawls over Hyde, right? Yep. Would you start Rawls or Dalvin Cook this week? Cook. Jamie? Cook. Rawls or Mark Ingram? Uh, Ingram. Ingram. Okay. Rawls or Blunt? I'll take Rawls over Blunt. Yep. And Doug Baldwin's top 12. Jimmy Graham is top three. Any sleepers in this game for the Seahawks? I've got another stash guy. It's Paul Richardson. And he's in a little bit of a better situation than Marquise Lee, but I wouldn't start him this week. Maybe daily dart throw. But I think he could end up being a pretty good outside receiver for the Seahawks. Washington at the Rams. And uh, actually, this one was discussed quite a bit on yesterday's show. Uh, we don't love Kirk Cousins this week. Uh, cause, oh, well. I do. You do. I yeah. don't, I don't love him, love him, but I, I, I guess I do. He's top 10 for me. Okay, he's 14. I guess Jamie. that means I love him, love him. He's not a bad start. He's not a bad start. Just a little, no. there's some risk. Rob Kelly on the other hand. Thomas Rawls or Rob Kelly? Rawls. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Terrell Pryor, J- Dave likes, I think Dave just likes the passing game for the Redskins more than- Yeah, I'm not giving up on them. I know last week was tough, but I, I think they're getting close. Yeah. It's just bad, bad matchups all across the board for them. So, Pryor did make it as a top, as a number two receiver for Jamie, but what about Jamison Crowder, Jamie? I don't like that he's not healthy. Um, I'm, I'm not giving up on him yet, but he's a number three receiver. Just a lot of good receivers this week, so. Uh, I, I, I'd like to see a little bit more from him. I'd like to see this offense in sync. Uh, I don't know if it's going to happen this week because I buy into Wade Phillips. He's got a great track record everywhere he's been. And now they're getting their best defensive player back. So, uh, I think it's going to be a tough day for Kirk Cousins and I think it's going to be tough for his receivers as a result of it. All right. We're going to start Todd Gurley and you, I mean, it's conceivable that you could sit Todd Gurley, but he's top six. He's sixth for Dave. He's 13th for Jamie, fourth for Heath. I mean, you could have Kareem Hunt, you could have Marshawn Lynch, you could have Leonard Fournette, and some combination might get uh, Gurley on your bench. But for the most part, you're starting him. Um, uh, Cooper Cup, we discussed. That's pretty much it, right? Yeah. Sounds good. Oh, Watkins. I'm sorry. Sammy Watkins, Jamie. How do you feel about Watkins this week? Actually, we may have talked about this yesterday, but I don't remember. I don't remember. I mean, if, if Josh Norman's going to follow somebody, this guy's going to follow. So um, I'm not... I'm not rushing to say Sammy Watkins is a must-start guy coming off of a game where he had a great matchup, didn't take advantage of it, had five targets, played okay. Um, but I think Cup is their best receiver this week, and that may prove itself to be a lot this year, that Cup is better than him statistically. Jarvis Landry or Sammy Watkins? Jarvis. <laughs> Whoever that is. Uh, I'll take Watkins. Dave? Me too. Watkins? Me too. But Tyrell Williams over Watkins for sure. Yes. Yep. Chicago is at Tampa Bay. We got two games left. All right, we're almost done. And uh we've spoken a lot about the running backs in this game. How do you feel about Jameis Winston? Do you like him better than Carson Palmer this week? I do. I I think I think the Bucks kind of go all out in their uh home debut, their season debut as it turns out against Chicago. Not really buying this Bears secondary as being great. Their front, seven, their front seven's pretty good, but their secondary, I don't think it's that good. It, it, it was good before Freeman got hurt. Hopefully it's still good. Um, it, uh, he's faced them twice, uh, each of the last two years, and he's been 295, 2 and 1, at least in each game. So I would say that's about a safe bet for him to be in that range with his new receiving core, 
And, you know, he's probably jumping out of his skin ready to get on the field. Deshaun Jackson or uh, Sammy Watkins? Deshaun for me. Uh, yeah, Deshaun is probably a higher upside play. Deshaun Jackson or Des Bryant? Uh, I'll still take Des there. Des- Deshaun is, you know, if he doesn't have uh, a big play, it could be frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, but I think he can get it. I'll take Deshaun. He's cer- he's I'll, I'll take the upside. Tell me why you like Cameron Braid this week, guys. Um, again, no Freeman, so that takes away a, a, a player that they can use to cover tight ends. And I think that the targets will be there for him. Um, I, I obviously know that uh, we don't know how O.J. Howard's fully going to be used, but if the preseason reports are accurate, that he'll be doing a lot of blocking and not necessarily a lot of route running by comparison to Brait. So in a week where tight ends are what they are, um, I guess in the season where tight ends are what they are, uh, Brait has a very high ceiling this week. All right. Detroit at the Giants. Is there anyone in this game that you f- are excited to start? Obviously, we'll start Beckham if he plays, but a lot of that's sits it. in this one. Yeah, that's it. Okay. What do you think the coverage is going to be like on Golden Tate? Uh, <laughs> Eli Apple. Oh, yeah, I guess I should say I'm, I'm still excited to start Tate. Yeah, like I, I don't mind. I'm definitely starting him in PPR leagues. I don't necessarily mind him in non-PPR. Okay. I think it could be Rogers Cromartie. But I don't really know that it matters. Um, Eric Ebron or Cameron Brait? Brait. Eric Ebron or Jared Cook? How about Eric Ebron or the waiver wire? I, you know, the Giants have a very good defense, but they're not great against tight ends. And he is already on the waiver wire. He's 69% owned. All right. You know, here's the other thing. Last thing on this. If Beckham plays, do you like Eli Manning? He scored 22 fantasy points and only 28 pass attempts against the Lions last year. I don't think you're. I don't think many fantasy owners are going to be in a position where they would consider Eli, given all the the combination of the quarterbacks that had big week ones that people might chase and other quarterbacks like Carson Palmer, for example. He had just as bad of a game as Eli Manning, and I would still take him over Eli, even with Beckham playing. And do you like this team, this lineup this week? Matt Ryan. Is this your FanDuel lineup? Yeah. It's the All best. Right, it's even go. better than last week. Matt Ryan, Ty Montgomery, Melvin Gordon, Julio Jones, Demarius Thomas, Martavis Bryant, Jimmy Graham, Giorgio Tavecchio, and the Ravens DST. I love Tavecchio, by the way. Yeah. I think he's just a fun kicker to have. And the rate, he's, he's going to be a good start this week. And he leaves you open to endless saving Private Ryan team name possibilities. Um, what, who's your defense? Ravens, duh. I think that's, I don't know if that's a good tournament lineup. I think that's a good 50-50. It is, that's what it is, a 50-50. Yeah. I like it. I think you're going to be successful. You can buy me lunch next week. Okay. So I need to, uh, tell the listeners that <laughs> I gotta figure out a way to make these, uh, Friday shows shorter. And, uh, we're still kind of getting the hang of the new format. I apologize. Way too long. I hope it was good info, though, and I hope you're ready to dominate this week. Listen to Fantasy Football today. Uh, watch it on CBSSports.com, 11 a.m. Eastern on Sunday. Ion Fantasy Football on Saturday night, 10 p.m. to midnight on CBS Sports Radio, CBSSportsRadio.com. For Dave and Jamie, I'm Adam. See ya! Bye. It's all right. I've got